welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. So, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, and of course the lovely Kat Ashley from Perbeck Whole Foods. We have been bringing you each month the progress and update that Kat's been making whilst she's been on the scholarship program with me as a business performance coach. And we have literally transformed her business in a very short few months. This episode today is the last one of six, which we are doing together. So it's a really good opportunity for us to have a roundup, to hear from Kat what her three big wins are. And also, of course, as a business owner, we know that our work is never done. So we'll be looking forward to 2021 and what we the future holds, uh, what new exciting programs we can and projects we can get lined up, make sure Kat stays busy. And also to continue to grow her business and create it in a way that she loves. So the focus is always on balancing what we're passionate about as business owners with our profits, because ultimately the money makes the world go round and it makes life easier, gives us more time to do more of what we love with who we love. And um, it's really important factor to business survival. So we are not shy to talk about gains and wins here in the True Growth um, tribe. And that is why Kat has been so generous to share her experience of coaching with you along these um, this journey of six months. And Kat is here today. You guys can't see this because we're recording this on Zoom, but I can assure you it's a lovely photo of Kat sitting there with Harry, who is her wonderful terrier, who accompanies her everywhere while she's doing her deliveries at the market store or in the shops. So where would you be that? Oh, I'm keeping Harry away. It's just a lovely yawn there. And a kiss for Kat. That's so gorgeous. Um, yes. Yeah, so where would you be without your trusted friend, Kat? Oh, I'd be well and truly lost. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, he was out doing deliveries with me last night and there's a little furry white face peering out the windscreen. So, And he's even reached fame on the Gazette. Advertising oh my the van, sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the Gazette being your local uh, newsprint? Uh, yes, um, they cover Swanage, Wareham and, and the rest of Perbeck. And it goes to print every month. Amazing. Um, unfortunately, it's it's still one of few independents, a bit like our shop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something about, I know, Brett, that traditional values are very close to your heart. You love that traditional aspect of um, your shop being able to be more than a provider of fine foods that are going to keep everybody wholesome and well through this year, as well as through the winter months. Um, but also what we've been working together is a lot about how to blend that those traditional values 
by with modern working practices so that you can be more efficient in your work, which just obviously just translates as a better customer experience and also allows you to do even more. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what's been what's happening, what's been going on this last month. Uh, so we had a, a big meeting with an accountant after session with, with you. Um, we're going to try and automate our ordering system. Yay! So hopefully we can actually start that in January, but the latest, the first week in February. Mm-hmm. Um, and much to the relief of the bank, I've told them that we're going to try and attempt online banking in the new year. Um, so they were very pleased about this. Oh, you can still come and see us. <laughs> you have to pop down for a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've got all of that going on as well as all the usual December chaos. Mm-hmm. So to actually be able to juggle a few, the idea of a few new things in amongst, um, the build up to Christmas, which anybody who works in any variety of retail, I'm sure will be able to understand the added, um, workload. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, it, which is really, it's, it's a blessing. Because, you know, it's in sense of business, it's great for the bank account. Um, but you do start to get to, you know, right, how many more days to go? We've got a week to go. We've got five days to go. It's like, oh, we're nearly there. <laughs> yeah. And I, do you know, I want to acknowledge anyone who stands on their feet all day for work. And I think, particularly, like you say, in retail, I was reading something, I think, um, from a postie that had been posted in the, a local um, circular that I'm involved in, you know, your feet often get neglected and overlooked, but you're standing all day. It's the physical aspect of your work as well as all the mental sort of extra capacity of remembering not only to plan your own Christmas, but to help everyone make their own, um, their Christmas really truly memorable. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's something that people take for granted um, that, you know, you just get up and you go. Well, what happens if you can't just get up and go? Or you think, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I can do about an hour, but then I need to sit down. And you think, oh, mm-hmm. you do just accept that, right, okay, well, surely that will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, taking care of our health. If 2020 hasn't taught us one thing, it's taught us that that has got to be one of the most, like, first and foremost in, in everything you approach as you sort of, run your filters of your day what are you going to do today I talk so often with business owners who find themselves exhausted and depleted in fact I had a call uh, with a client today um when you know so this is a client who's I finished working with but that that clients are, are welcome to come back in for some additional support as and when and she'd asked it for a, a sort of a session today because she just found herself really really exhausted and when I started to look at what was going on we started to unpick it a little bit the first thing that had gone is the self-care it's like well I'm so busy I haven't been able to do my self-care and it's like okay these are your foundations they've got to be rock solid because that's what supports you to be the brilliant business owner that you are and if you let your foundations start to crumble or crack then that is gonna it doesn't take very long to, to discover that the wheels have started to fall off yeah oh yeah so I'm very excited to hear about automating. Quite often um, when I'm working with clients, as you'll know, Kat, because you went through this process, it's like, okay, let me have a look at your to-do list. <laughs> How can we start to look this um, really in the square in the eyes and see it for what it is? Is this, you know, how can we 
I'm, and I put my hand up here too and say I'm guilty also of putting way too much on my plate. It's just far too tempting to overcommit and then underestimate the manpower or hours it takes to get these jobs done. So I'm really pleased that although we talked about getting um, this automated system in place, you've set a realistic target of saying, look, the goal would be to get it in to done in January. But if it slips, I'm not going to kill myself over this. The 1st of February will be good enough. Yeah. I mean, I think by the time, I think being realistic, I think it will be the 1st of February. Um, mm-hmm. Just to get the right products in place mm-hmm. um, to get through Christmas. Because there's also, especially in in our line of work, um, and I think probably more so now because January for, for the uninitiated has now become Veganuary. Where yeah, so I heard my daughter's vegan and she was very excited about that. Yeah, and it's, to be honest, to begin with, I was really sceptical. I thought, oh, really? I mean, Veganuary, it sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> even just the word was like, is that really the best we could come up with? But actually, it's really taken on. And I think this is a, you know, a few, we've done a few years now. And I think, you know, we had regular customers last year who went vegan for a month mm-hmm. um, and really enjoyed it. People got to experiment and people were like, really? What's, what on earth is that? What do you do with that? Like, oh, don't worry. We've got all sorts of solutions for that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to make a much bigger push on that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like to get much healthier in the new year. And mm-hmm. of course, most people, let's be honest, we overindulge in December. So we want to lose a little bit of winter weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so January for us is quite busy still. And then by the time we get into February, everybody's sort of calming down and realizing it's the start of the new year and mm-hmm. reality strikes that it's still dark. Yeah. <laughs> so I think by the time we get the right products, by the time we adjust to the new year and we get into new routines, then I think first of first week of February is going to be more realistic than thinking, right, okay, first of January. And all of a sudden, it's miraculously in place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's so healthy and much more sustainable to give yourself, the first of all, the permission to let it go to the 1st of February and not, you know, exercise yourself over it. And I know that's something which in uh, the past would have been something that you'd have been, you know, beating yourself up with. So I think that's just really brilliant. But also, like you said about making it, making the right choices and you need to allow yourself some space to be able to make sure you've thought it through because it's a major change to your business you you know there's no point installing a system that isn't going to be as to work for you because that's what it's about it's about saving you time um Kat and I went through an exercise um in doing the last coaching session where we looked at how many hours it took her to manually process the ordering system uh, the orders and it was oh, a staggering Go on, say, Kat. I think it was something like 900 hours, working hours, which equ- equated something like a third of the year just placing orders. But, oh, good yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that dawning realisation that the thing that we think, oh, well, just do, actually takes up time and it consumes your time, which actually, as I said at the beginning of the show, being able to put some you know, some modern working practices into place, take advantage of some of this tech that's come come around um, to be able to go, do you know what, this is fantastic because first of all, I can take more time for me. That's <laughs> so half of that time can at least go to you and Harry and getting out and getting those walks you love. 
but also because it gives you the opportunity to then focus on more profit centers within your business and delivering that mm. value to your customers, which I know is key and, and the heart of what you want to do. So you were saying with the vegan January that you, what are you going to be doing? Some more recipe cards and things like that? So suggestions for customers? What's the? Um, I mean, even, even something as simple as making sure that the shop front is, is dressed out appropriately because I yeah. think the first year we've been there three years. So the first year we didn't really do anything. We thought, Oh, what's this whole new weird veganuary thing? We'll just do a basket yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then last year, we put, we printed off um, a little veganuary sign from the computer and stuck it in one of the windows. Yeah. But I think this year we need to actually do it properly. You know, we've got a, a Christmas window uh, with uh, lights and things, and I think this mm-hmm. year we'll we'll do the same. Uh, we'll do yeah. something much better this year. Uh, and we've got plenty of cra- creativity tucked away in the team, so we'll just set them loose and, yeah. and see what we come up with. <laughs> Brilliant. And I think you're making a really interesting point there about utilising the creativity within the team. So it's not allowing people to do a bit more of what they like and bring their own creativity to work. I think that's really important factor for job satisfaction and sustaining people's energy levels. Because, of course, if you're really involved in something like it starts to sing to your heart, it works not work when you love what you do. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a really good technique you've got there for involving the, you know, your team members more fully in the business and creating a hundred percent commitment to this themed month. Yeah. I've been to your store and I've had the pleasure of having a little look around and it is a complete treasure trove of goodies. And I having um, been, I wouldn't say I'm vegan at all, but I would say that I definitely look to having as much of a plant-based diet as possible when you start to think like that, it is really easy, but it does also open your mind up to masses of more product range of different things you could sort of start incorporating into your diet and a much more variety, which, of course, are many of the things you store. Yeah. Mm. Um, and actually, talking about it, I've just realised that there's a lovely card shop in Wareham in South Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sell, there's a particular brand of plush toys. Mm-hmm. But... They always sell plush vegetables, which confuses the heck out of me. I mean, there's like a, a toy stuffed pepper and all sorts of things. But actually, if we could um, approach them with an, a request to borrow some of their veg for the window, at least if people ask how lovely they were, where did they come from? It's, oh, just down the road. Oh, I love that, Kat. You are such a master at collaborating with your local um, business owners, you know, like this harkens to some of the collaborations I know you've done in the marketplace. And and this is, again, what a fantastic idea of local businesses supporting one another. Yeah, ho- hopefully um, it'll all work out. I mean, it, um, you know, stuff for the market, it would be lovely to get everybody at the market together. I don't know. We, we all come from such a vast geographic that we would probably have to do it on a Saturday about doing recipe cards for the new year. Mm-hmm. so but yeah lots of ideas for them yeah definitely yeah brilliant so um if you can cast your mind back now cat <laughs> to the beginning of this journey together and you play through some of the sessions that we've had the journey that you've been on can you share um with the with the listeners some of your big wins some of the things that you feel were quite pivotal to you as a person an individual and as and and as a business owner, um, 
there's two straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much since I'd taken over the business, and it was I'd I'd been a customer at the business for forever since year dot, and it was just something that you know, like loads of other people in Wareham, always thought Wareham needed a traditional whole food store that it produced decent, good quality products that you know. If you feed your good body, there was a quote I read the other day about food, how it can be the world's greatest healer or the world's slowest killer. And it's true. Mm-hmm. If you put the good stuff in, good things happen. If you slowly get away with putting in the bad stuff, you think, oh, it's fine. I can eat that. It's no problem. So years down the line, it all comes back to bite you and you think, oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Um, so having taken it over, I took it over from a point of view of passion. Um not re- not being realistic about what was involved. I'd never worked in that line of business at all. Mm-hmm. And I think real- reality dawns that we had a vast amount of work to do. Um, and the workload was way, way higher than I'd imagined. So I, I'd literally spent nearly the best part of two years just wanting to do a runner. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, my God. Um, and, and you know, Liz would um, would vouch for the fact that I was just constantly going, oh, I've got to get out of here. This is this is killing me. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have done a complete U-turn to being 100% committed to actually making it work um, has been a, a first, a major, major, major first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's the first one. And I suppose the second one is more of a personal ilk. Where it's like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, because I never thought it was worth bothering with. It's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> You've got to be worth bothering with. It's like, you are good enough. It's like, oh, am I? Oh, so to actually even start to take that on board is is a big thing. Um, even at, we won't say what decade we're approaching at any age. Um, but to even start to think, well, actually, I do care about myself and I know I am going to do it because I am with it and there is only one and without that one there isn't anything else there isn't the nut shop or anything so yeah that's a, a huge huge big one yeah oh my goodness thank you so much Kat for sharing that that I hope that people who are listening really um can can resonate with what you're saying because I think you are not alone in discounting the value of ourselves and um and forgetting that, you know, we could become putting ourselves very much on the bottom of the list of things to do. But very much like you said there about food being a very slow killer or a, a fantastic healer. I think that's very true as well, that stress is an equally silent killer. And by not taking time out to take care of ourselves, we compound those stressors in our life. And when there's never a moment of relaxation, we never let go of that tension. Um, and when you're a business owner, it's sort of almost 20 fold because it's your business. It's your baby. You never stop thinking about it. And if we can't manage the thoughts that we have around our business, then that again becomes that really slow, silent killer of the passion. So you, you took the business on with passion and yet it, you got to the point where you're like, I just want out. And I think you are not alone. You're not alone. That is something which a lot of business owners will experience because they forget what they were doing it for in the first place. Yeah. And the the actual grind, the reality of it um, can become all consuming. Mm -hmm. So it's 
brilliant that you were able to um, get the support you needed to start to develop your team that was going to be supportive for you in the way you wanted to create the business. And so you start to create it in your image rather than the inherited sort of product yeah. that you, you know, business that you bought. And I think that is also what you've said there, which is really important, is about that 100% commitment. I think there yeah. was that moment when you realized, well, hang on, it. I like this business. I just don't like how it's being run. I can change that. I'm in the control. I'm in the driver's seat of that. And it's going to take some time and it's going to take me to learn some new skills. But hey, I can do that because without me, there is no business. So I get the two things are so um, integrated. They cannot be separated. You are your business and your business reflects you. Yeah. 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 So exciting. And I think for, from my perspective um, of being your, you know, business performance coach through this period, I think it was when you started to go out to the market, it was one of the major shift changes. I'm not sure if it's yet yielded the profit margin that you're looking for, but I think for being you in the business, it was one of the major changes. It got you to be able to out and communicate with people and start to, and which is what you know. You, I know that you feed off. You love that aspect of being mm. able to to be more involved with your community. Yeah, yeah. Is I will admit it was one of the one of those those moments that I think we all have. We think, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And it comes to that, you know, the first day of going and doing doing something. Oh my goodness, I've gone back to being like five years old on your first day of school. <laughs> am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I here? <laughs> yes, I do know, but right now, <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think even regulars, regulars at the shop who'd come to the market, um, who went, oh my goodness, you're here. Or they knew that it was going to be our first one going, you're right, dear. Yes. You look like a rabbit in the headlights. I feel like one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, if you look back at that and it wasn't all that long ago. Um, and you know, you rock up on a Saturday, there's people that you see each week. There's all the other storeholders that you see each week and. Um, and it's it's like a little world of its own as well. Um, it's a completely different aspect of where um and in some ways it's it's a different you could look at it as a different arm of the shop. Mm-hmm. Um different things work well. We've we've started to learn the things that work better down there and that there is a difference in, in the things that people are looking for, even though essentially it's the same business. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And it's almost, I think what's really important as business owners and, um, it, there's all the cliches are coming through my head right now. So, Hey, it's Christmas. You've got to get them all. <laughs> uh, there's, first of all, it, the magic happens when you get outside your, cat, your comfort zone. And that's exactly what you did. You pushed yourself out of that. So you felt the fear and did it anyway. I think it was a lovely title of a book by Susan Jeffers, which I, I quote all the time because uh, that's that's exactly like that, that getting out of that get out of your own way so you can do the thing you really love doing without all the fear mindset that would stop you and all the all the excuses that your brilliant brain's good at bringing up for why reasons why I can't do um, yeah. and instead just getting on with it so that's amazing and then of course the other thing is that whole community that you get or that community feel that you get generated not just from the customer's point of view, but from you as business owners, like a support network. Because when you're like in the shop, you are on your in the shop, you're working, doing what you're doing, and it's not 
like you get time out because um, I know a lot of online business owners will go to online networking groups. But of course, that isn't what's happening for you. Um, so this is a great forum to get that support from other local business owners. Yeah. The camaraderie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So that is a fantastic. Thank you for sharing those, Kat. Um, what, 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 I know you've got new plans for the year, but is there anything that's happening right now? Anything you're struggling with? You want some help with? We can talk about today. Good Lord, today. Do you know, my, my poor little brain hasn't even got to grips with today. I fed it coffee. I fed it vitamin C. I fed it everything. And it's just got Decemberitis, I think. Um, <laughs> and, and I felt very proud of myself. I thought, right. Okay. Well, now I've woken up and my brain's all over the place. What am I going to do? Right. I'm going to write myself a list. So I wrote myself a list of all the things I needed to do today, which to my surprise wasn't as long as I thought. So I looked at my little list and I thought, well, do you know, that's not so bad. If that's all we've got to get done today, we can do that. So writing the little list was worth its weight in gold. Amazing. Because <laughs> writing gets such a bad rep. And I think what's really interesting there, though, the few things you've done there, I don't know if you've noticed this from a process point of view, but first of all, as you acknowledge you were feeling anxious and a bit overwhelmed because I'm tired <laughs> Friday. It's a very long week before Christmas. Um, then you took yourself in hand and you went, oh, hang on a minute. Let's just see. Let's break this down. Let's get it out of this head where it's rattling around. It will grow and grow and grow and see what's, what's the reality. Let's just do a reality check here. You wrote the list and you went, I can reassure myself that this is achievable. This isn't so yeah. bad. And I love that you were able to do that whole sort of whole bit of taking care of you in, you know, what that whole process took you, what, 10 minutes or so? Yeah, 10 minutes, you know, and I was like, right, okay, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Oh, and actually, we've done this and this already as well. So Mm. we're doing really well. Okay, today looks better. (laughs) (laughs) That's just brilliant. And I think that um, one of the things I'm really keen to do with to-do lists is to break them down like you've done, chunk them into smaller pieces. Because, again, when we're feeling overwhelmed, it's so easy to just go to DEFCON. It's like you're overwhelmed with a shock. Okay, the answer is to get rid of it. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> actually, no, the answer is to break this down into smaller component parts that are more manageable, more bite-sized, that we can, you know, our brains can digest, that we can see the achievement so we can see the progress because I think we you know as, as human beings like to see our progress and it's really easy to keep thinking about the big end place and forget about the journey and it is all about the journey warning more cliches life's about the journey not the destination <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I don't I mean people say things like this it's like I don't get it what they're talking about but when you've experienced it the way you've just described it then people, I feel that's what's so important to share this experience with everyone who can possibly listen into the podcast is because what you're describing is the how. We know the what and the why, but what you've just described is the how. And that's the bit that most people don't get. Like, how do I get? I know what I want and I know why I want it, but I don't know how to get it. Yeah. And what you've described is this is how I get peace of mind. You know, I, I pay attention. I attend to my needs. I get a realistic, like, view of what are the facts, and then I get some perspective on it. 
I mean, I, I think we all have days where we wake up and we say, oh, my God, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I don't I don't want to do any of it. I just want to sleep today. It's dark. It's cold. It's wet. I'm tired. Uh, oh, no. And what about this? What about that? That's going to happen in the new year. It's like, well, hang on a minute. This is all just crazy talk. <laughs> We've got to stop this. You can't <laughs> listen to that all day long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And getting to the point of choice. So where you can actually then choose to have the response that you want. So you chose instead of, like, well, like you say, all that dialogue, you chose instead of, well, hang on a minute, you've got this. This isn't so bad. And that makes a massive difference to the approach you take to the next step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. There's, like any business owner, there's there's all sorts of things looming for the new year that we haven't bargained on. Um, and it's like you know, yesterday, point in case, I had a member of staff message me. Oh well, um, I just had a letter from the hospital. My knee's going to need doing in the new year, and hopefully the first week in February. But only if I'm COVID free. And this and the other thing. Okay, that's lovely. I'm glad they've given me a date. But can we talk about this in January? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, we can't, we're running on max right now. We'll just yeah. put that on the shelf till after Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly it. Rather than, I, it's all in now, it's all happening. I mean, I think that's what's so key about project planning and starting just like you say, okay, this is what's going to happen in Q1. Okay. We're going to go automated as much as possible. So that massive to do list, which every person owner has. What I encourage everyone to do is um, to automate, uh, delegate, or eliminate. Uh, breaking any list down into that sort of so those categories will really help to reduce the pressure, like in an instant way. And then it's a case of just planning for it. So Q one's all going to be about automation for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Online oh, banking, fun. online ordering. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that means um, will your customers be able to get to the point where they can order online as well in that Q1? Um, I'll be honest, it depends how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think it depends how much time and effort those other things take Yeah, as to whether we get to that or whether that slips into the second quarter of the year. Um, but it would be nice to get it up and running sooner mm-hmm. rather than later, mm-hmm. especially not that I, without wishing to sound pessimistic, because it doesn't, it's never very useful, but I do think being realistic, I think there is a huge potential by the middle of January for, as much as I dare to say it, COVID rates to be quite high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one, it's like one of these little monsters that lurks on your shoulder this year. We're all used to it now. But we all know it's there mm-hmm. and it's always there every day. Mm-hmm. And I think we probably see more of it than perhaps somebody that works remotely from home mm-hmm. because we see so many people. Um, so we still see a vast range of people who find the entire thing an inconvenience, which to a degree we all do. Life has had to change and we don't necessarily like it. Um, to those of us that are beetling along in life, quite happy, aware of it, and just being pragmatic and going, well, yeah, whatever, we'll get by. Mm-hmm. To those that um, are so completely consumed by it, they're they're frightened, they're they're completely shut down, and that in its in its their single every waking thought. Mm. And those are the cases that I think are really very very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think in January we could have quite high numbers. So I think we could be looking at more restrictions, which could bring back into play a higher need for online ordering. Although many of our customers are phone-based or would rather put a list through the door, there are a potential. There's a potential for you know that mm-hmm. to really come into play for people that we've not yet met or yeah. or are completely you know at home and and petrified by some. Yeah, and I guess the um, and what we're talking about here, having talked about self care and the importance of being able to to take care of ourselves and tend to our needs so that we can feel resilient, we're also talking about business resilience, and that's really vitally important. And what I'm, I think I'm just picking uh, what you're saying there. But tell me if this is true or not. What you're talking about here is about how can I make my business resilient to the con- constantly changing market conditions. So in order to meet your customers' increasing needs. So like you say, there might be a whole group of people out there who you haven't even directly targeted as customers because you haven't been able to provide them with the online ordering. But if they knew you could do that, with coupled with obviously the massive range of products for all of their health and well-being needs that you cover, as well as the you know the food store things, then they would probably become customers. Um, yeah. In particular, like you say, in those dark winter months when getting out and about is might feel much more challenging because you do. I mean, for those who are listening in America and um, Italy and all around the world, um, the part that we're, of England we're talking about is quite a rural sort of countryside if you imagine anything you've seen on television or the rural English countryside rolling hills but also country lanes that's the sort of area where um cat runs her business so you know being able to get out to people who are in villages up long dark tracks <laughs> for whom there is no public transport and probably not much cars around um yeah this is it must sound like quite antiquated actually when I describe it like <laughs> <laughs> well well especially if you couple it by the time we if we if we get some snow or really bad weather we'll be going in a land rover <laughs> yeah yeah so um in order to build that business resilience you're kind of almost doing it both ways it's like in one sense we will roll the project out as soon as we can but not if it it's at the cost of serving our customers and our sanity and yeah on yes. the other hand it's like we will accelerate it if it's needed because potentially we get more um, restrictions in terms of our movements and perhaps you even go back to that situation when you can't let people into the shops again yeah mm-hmm. I think we've been we've been very not that I want to polish my halo I think we've been very good at being reactive in the shop with different restrictions through the year and mm-hmm. um, you know thanks to you that extra push going to the market the one thing we haven't really changed as yet to take into account everything that's been going on is our website. Yes. Um, so it might need a bit of dusting off quite early in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, not, I'm no techie expert, but having a smattering of knowledge in these things, I'm thinking you'll find that that ordering and all of that stuff will all nicely tie in together with, um, you know, as, as, as a sort of let's go automated as much as we can project. That's sort of the overarching theme. You can start looking end to end at your systems and see how you can really make that a lovely smooth process yeah. for um, online customers and for your online presence as a business. But equally, what you can, from the back end, as it were, put online and and start to automate. So, yeah, really, really, really excited, actually. I think that's quite, it's quite going to be quite transformational because of 
course, by the time we get into the second quarter of the year, the markets will be going full flood. Um, and I know that you had in mind to perhaps even start experimenting with some other markets around in your area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully expanding to maybe doing certainly doing um at least two a week rather than just one mm-hmm. and i'm gonna potentially look at doing a third so yeah, yeah really exciting really exciting yeah. well i have to say it's the first time we've we've gotten to this time of year and we actually have any plans whatsoever for the new year at all so this is quite a revelation really <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> magic and this is again I'm, and I don't think you're alone in that but this is the difference between working in your business and working on your business and one of the first things we did was work out how to carve you out time for your what we, what we call CEO time when you were away from the shop away from the, everybody and the noise and the phone ringing and the customers coming in where you could just spend time being strategic thinking about your business thinking about how you wanted to create it so that you loved it and um, that it supported the lifestyle that you want to uh, to enjoy, and this is the this is the this is the result. This is the fruit of your labour, Cat. By getting that mm. space for yourself, this is what you know what it looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I also want to just say that I don't know if anybody else heard this bit. Cat very much muttered under her breath. I don't want to polish my own halo. Well, I'm going to polish your halo, Cat. I think <laughs> you have done an amazing job. And I think so much about the sessions that we've had together. It's been such a pleasure. And I'm really grateful to you for sharing some of that journey with the listeners. But you have really dug deep on occasion when I, you know, maybe I was holding your feet to the fire a little bit about getting things to change. Um, you've embraced so much. Um, I know you're supported also by an excellent accountant. Um, so and your team, you know, you start to embrace a lot of change. Um, personally and in the business. And with all of that, the one thing that drives you is being able to serve your customers, that you've never once lost sight of the important people in your business, and that's your customers. And I think that that is a real testimony to, you know, the love and passion that you have. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So you are... um, going to be getting a bit of time out i'm guessing there is some days when the shop's going to be closed over this holiday period how are you going to be spending that what are you going to be doing for fun oh it's going to be heaven um just just to be in the cottage and have the wood burner going go for a long walk harry no alarm i was just like oh this is going to be so good um (laughs) We're very lucky to have uh, Riverford delivering for the shop, but also for us at home. So we don't. We've got lovely orga- organic vegetables coming. Which I, I dare anybody, if you ever want an experiment to work out the difference between organic and non-organic eating and produce, mm-hmm. forget all the chemicals and all the other political stuff behind it. Go and buy one normal cheap supermarket carrot. Mm-hmm. And then go and buy some organic carrots and compare the two because, mm-hmm. quite honestly, organic carrots are to die for. It's one of my <laughs> most favourite things. And when, and it's what also, very sadly, one of my most ex- favourite things is when people come or, you know, if you make food for people and they have organic carrots, and, wow, they taste really good. And it's like, yeah, that's what you're missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so a big shout out there for Riverford, who is, you know, who do deliver like the fresh organic um, food, do home delivery service. 
um I don't know how far they range but anywhere in in, in the sort of Dorset Devon region yeah. for sure yeah I mean if I I would yeah. encourage anybody I know everybody thinks that eating organically is more expensive mm-hmm. um yes you know there is a price point mm-hmm. to consider mm-hmm. but the benefits I think if you can search out any organic producers in your area mm-hmm. um then go for it if yeah. the difference is is worth every bit and I do think it leads back to the point you were making earlier about um, the long term benefits to eating well. Um, and if you I mean, even if it's a pound in your pockets thing, and I know for a lot of people this year is, has made them really think about what pounds are in yeah. or, or dollars are in their pocket. But equally, if you end up being sick, particularly if you're a business owner and you take a day out that you know, there's no pay for that. And the cost to your business of you not being well or underperforming, you know, that that could be huge. So, yeah, I'm, I think that much like bacon would turn somebody who's vegetarian back into meat eating, I think organic carrots versus non-organic will be converting people to organic because the taste flavor is totally different. Yeah. And I think, I think the key is, is I think people get worried about, well, yeah, but I can't do it all at once. And I think the key, mm-hmm. the key with any dietary changes or business changes or lifestyle changes, you know, and it, it sounds, it sounds like I'm saying this to the wrong person because you're the, you know, you know all of this, but we all do it. We all go, right, I'm going to change it all now. Mm-hmm. And actually two weeks down the line, I can't, I can't do it. Just do little things all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, little things like mm-hmm. instead of all at once, mm-hmm. even if you just have like, you know, organic carrots, organic chopped tomatoes, that's the only change you make for next year. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, to go for one long walk a week instead of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It all, all those tiny little things add up to make a, a big difference. And, and we've discovered exactly that with the business this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is music to my ears, obviously. But yes, you couldn't, I, you know, you have said it so well there. It's about, I mean, if you wanted to be a performance athlete, you know, when those guys are performing at that level, you know, they're talking about marginal gains. They're talking about, you know, 1% improvement in performance. And I think that's the thing that the same thing you're saying there is like, like, yes, let's make it sustainable. Let's make changes which we're going to see through. No more New Year's resolutions. Which, what, what, what resolution? Sorry, it's the 2nd of January. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> and the key to making it sustainable is making it fun. Um, to being a little bit fearless because actually adventure, which your mind likes, can be a driver, like a motivator. So if you can make it fit fun, you can make it a little bit like, oh, this is a bit something outside of my comfort zone that actually has an attractive quality to it in a bizarre sort of way. But also the marginal difference it makes. Like you say, if you, you can't get out for a regular walk every single day, do one because that's still 100% better than none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and I think it's same. and I love the way that you've also translated that and like it doesn't it doesn't really matter whether you're talking about your health you talk about your well-being you're talking about your lifestyle or you're talking about your business make one change make one yeah. change make it small practice that and then think about the next one and then the next one because it's taking one step after the other on a consistent basis that makes success inevitable yeah. and you proved that Kat so it's amazing. <laughs> really, really fantastic. I'm conscious of the time and the listeners are used to quite short episodes. So apologies, everyone. But this was so that's a lovely roundup of our time together with Kat. 
I hope you've really enjoyed this. Kat, um, when I have guests on the show, I ask them three rapid fire questions at the end of the, and I wondered if you'd indulge us today and answer my rapid fire questions. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, trust me, they're fun. They're not challenging. But <laughs> the first one is though, what you get fear, you feel fear, you feel it in the pit of your stomach, you start to choke up. What's the first thing you do? Oh, wow. Uh, you said these would be easy. <laughs> Make it easier. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I suppose it sounds pathetic. Well, I don't know if it sounds pathetic. It just sounds really simple. Um, just to really ground yourself and take a deep breath and go, right, okay, what are we actually going to do? <laughs> like, okay, come on. <laughs> Love that. Just ground yourself, take a deep breath and say, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and the second question is what is on your bedside table or nightstand? <laughs> um okay. Okay, well I'm looking at it because we're recording this upstairs. Um I have some very indulgent books. Uh so I have um all sorts of gut related health books, which sounds very sad. Um but I also have Three of my most favourite, favourite books of all time, um, which are written at Kite's Nest Farm by a lovely, lovely lady who I was lucky enough to meet called Rosamond Young, who wrote uh, The Secret Life of Cows and First by a Field. And they, if anybody ever wants heartwarming stories about living in the countryside, being self-sufficient and cows, sheep, hens, any observational nice stories, I recommend going out and buying them because they're just amazing. Oh, fantastic for that. That's book recommendations as well in this episode. This is a real Christmas bonus <laughs> <laughs> for everyone. Thank you for that. I'm going to look those up and make sure that the links to those are on the um, on the in the show notes, anyone who wants to catch those titles. And then I was going to ask you, and I'm not sure you are a TV watcher, but what TV or Netflix have you binged and watched recently? Um, well, yeah, there's no TV aerial. So <laughs> no normal terrestrial TV or Netflix or anything like that. Um, but DVDs, yes. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we recently binged on watching um, The Expendables. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> which indulges all sorts of action and cool motorbikes and pickup trucks and all of their really kind of you know boisey gadgety tattooed <laughs> kind of fun stuff <laughs> oh fantastic sounds like good fun and I'm going to go for a fourth question because I'm just like that <laughs> and I was just thinking about it because this episode is probably going to go out like just a couple of days before Christmas is uh -huh. there a movie that you are going to be putting on our, uh, to watch over Christmas? Is there like a family favourite one that you always watch? Um, do you know, there's probably no time reserved for TV whatsoever. Oh, um, it will probably go on. I don't know what will go on at some stage when you just want to come in and cosy up in the evenings. Mm -hmm. But no, no time for TV at all. Great. Oh, that's so wonderful. I, I will be having on in the background in case anyone's interested. <laughs> I love uh, that. Is, with it, um, 
maybe I've just gone up my head now. Um, James Stewart, I think, is in What a Wonderful Life, the old black and white movie. It's so I've beautiful. never seen it. Oh, my goodness, Kat. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely story, very heartwarming, and about a chap who gets a chance to reflect on his life and the difference and the impact he's made. In fact, uh, keep an eye out in your post box. Uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Kat. Thank you so much again. I can't, I hope that the listeners feel as I do that this has been a real privilege for you to be vulnerable, to share your journey with us so that we can all learn from your experience. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and we'll catch up again anyway before the end of the before the end of this year. Definitely. <laughs> All right, my lovely. Thanks again and see you soon. Thanks. See you soon. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? <laughs>